you're not putting anything new on the internet that makes people want to think. And that's why your content is not good. Like good content makes you think, makes you kind of change the way you are already acting and moving. And if you can't move people to do something Uh new, then you can't be an influencer. It's just, it's really the name of the game. What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did and the man that can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping up with speaker, influencer, budget expert, Miss Michael James, a.k.a. the boozy budgeter. How are you? How are you? Listen, I can't complain. I'm, I'm having, I'm living life. So, and I'm about to talk about some money, and that's my favorite thing to do. So, super happy to have you here on the FY Fly podcast. And really, what we like to do, we like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff. How that sound? That's that's how I like to do it. Say less, say less. So the first thing I would want to know is. Were you always good with money or was there a turning point in your life where you were like, okay, it's time to get right? (laughs) I ended up taking my first accounting class when I was 15 years old. And I was like, I think I like money too. So after that, I went, I went, I went to college for accounting and finance. So my entire, like, since I was 15. So for the last, like over 10, 10 years, almost 15 years, I've been all about money and finances. And then when I graduated college, I was like, okay, well, I did what I I did what I was supposed to do. I went to college. I got the good I got decent grades. Listen, very decent. It was nothing to really write home about, uh, but it, it, I graduated. Graduate, get that job, right? <laughs> That's all you need. So I mm-hmm. went ahead and did that and then when I graduated, I had like $60,000 salary and I was like, okay, I'm making money and you know, $60,000 at that's pretty good. straight out of graduation. Actually, originally they offered 60,000 and I negotiated to 62,000. So, you know, I was like, and they, and they gave me a move-in bonus too. So that was an extra $5,000 all, all as soon as I graduated uh, college. So yeah. you've been working like you said in the in the in the finance department of these you know major companies so what led up to the boozy budgeter like how did that come about like talk to us about that transition so when i graduated i actually blew that five thousand dollar moving bonus because where was i moving i was just moving back to my mama and daddy's house like (laughs) i didn't i didn't really need anything Mm -hmm. I actually ended up yeah. spending that $5,000, didn't know what I did with it, but it's like, I'm about to get a check right back. Like, I'm making more money than I ever have had even conceptualized, like, cool. Mm-hmm. But then I started looking at, like, you're spending a lot of money. And I wanted to kind of figure out a better way to manage my money, but in a way that I could still have fun. I could still 
do the things that I wanted to do because at that time I'm like blowing at the bar. Like we'll go to the bar. I'm like shots on <laughs> me. Okay. <laughs> Feeling good. Back Check in the day. Feeling good. Acting different. <laughs> Check always had me feeling good. Like I'm like, you get a shot, you get a shot. Let's let's do it. Like, and we doing that every weekend. We spending yeah. <laughs> $60, 70 at the bar, like every weekend. So mm. I I was like, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to create like a better budgeting system for myself. And when I went mm. on YouTube, when I was like looking for some kind of financial books, some type of financial education. It always looked like it came from like middle-aged house moms who husband was bringing in like $250,000 a year. And they was like managing a house with like two, three kids. That's not my life. Or Mm. it would be like old white men trying to tell me like, I don't know, whatever way that is just, we aren't the same people. And I was like, okay, well, I Mm. wanted to, I wanted a platform that reflected like young professionals and that didn't take into account children and didn't take into account like saving for a house. Like what does it look like to be, you know, kind of young, rich and responsible at this age in my life. And I wanted to create a platform that reflected that. Yes. I like that. I like that. Young, rich, and responsible. So kind of dive into, because that's the thing that I want a lot of people to understand that, you know, and I feel like what you're doing with your platform is kind of changing the way that people look at the word budget. Because a lot of people feel Mm -hmm. like they they hear that word budget and they shy away from it. It's kind of like a negative term. It means like you broke if you got a budget. So what are some ways that you kind of help people change that format and kind of budget so they can still have fun, live their life, but also be young, rich and responsible. Like how do you, how do you do that for your, for your clients or the people that you help? So I think that the biggest, the biggest thing that I feel like I bring to just any audience that I speak to anybody that I work with is your money is what it looks like for you. And you are the person who defines success, but you know, whatever, whatever we feel like we want to, we want to create. And when you're thinking about your life and what you're, what you're doing, your money is there to help. Your money is there to create the space for you to, to live the life that you want to live. And what I value mm-hmm. and what I think is beneficial and what you value and what you think is beneficial are going to be completely different, but that doesn't make you wrong. And that doesn't make me wrong. So I think that a lot of times our yes. personal finance comes from a, a place of shame. It comes from a place of you don't have it, or, you know, if you're in debt, you should feel bad about yourself. And why would you spend money on this when you could have invested it? And it's like, dude, who cares? Like, Am I living? Am I am I living? Do I feel good? And I really yeah. wanted to create a space to empower people for whatever money decisions they are creating. I love that. I love that. I really understanding your perspective on the things that make you happy, that you value. So then you're kind of aligning the way that you spend your money based on what you really care about, your values and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So you're still working a nine five to this day or or mm-hmm. you've already left the corporate 
Oh no, I I I clock in every day, Monday through Monday through Friday. Okay, so we got we got the corporate baddie, the entrepreneurship baddie, <laughs> boss lady, all all, all in what? <laughs> all in one. Like I also, and and again, in the spirit of being candid, I make I'm a high earner. I'm a I'm a very high income earner. At 27, I make over six figures, and I personally don't feel the pressure to leave my full-time job. I don't hate my job. I decided that, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to apply for this position that is a managerial, a managerial. I wanted to like yeah. understand how I work as a manager and how I can motivate people and how I handle conflict resolution and things like that and get paid for it. I get paid to learn how to be a better yeah. manager. And I take that and I can bring that into my business without like mm-hmm. the mistakes that I make in my business, I'm paying for, but the mistakes I make at work in my nine to five, I get paid to make those mistakes. So, you know, it's just understanding so, the strategy. And learn from them, like you said. <laughs> exactly. It's understanding the strategy and utilizing all of the, the resources that my nine to five gives, like, I get free LinkedIn learning. Mm-hmm. I get to, I have a $10,000 educational budget that I can use towards like bettering myself and any certifications yeah. that I want. Like all of those things comes with having a nine to five. So, okay. I, I give them a couple hours a, a week so that I can have the freedom and I can take all of that information and knowledge works for me. Worth it worth it so i'm glad you broke it down like that because the way i see it is you're literally getting paid to learn different skills from your job but you're also getting paid to learn as you mentioned from your managers from the ceos how they're managing a multi-million billion dollar company and then you getting paid to take the money that they give you. And I'm sure sometimes you may be putting it back into your business, funding your business. So you're also using that nine to five as the bank to fund your real, you know, goal and dream. So I think that's why it's so important that everyone can, if if they, if they, you know, physically can work that nine to five and chase that, you know, side hustle, that, that side passion, because as you know, it's like a huge debate on social media between working a nine to five and being an entrepreneur. But I feel like the people who are doing both, they kind of benefit from that stability from the nine to five and the satisfaction of building their own business. Would you agree with that? Or like, what's your thoughts on on that piece? I, I definitely agree. And when those conversations come up, I zip my lip because it just don't have nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm happy with both, but I understand Uh the impact. I understand both sides. Like also being a black woman entrepreneur, like you, you have to be very understanding that it's, it's hard as a black woman in corporate It's hard as a black woman, as an entrepreneur, like you really just have to choose your heart mm-hmm. each either way. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. So I, yeah, I'm very much an accidental entrepreneur as well. I, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do, but in order for me to create the space that I, I truly wanted to see, I had to be the leader of it. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm grateful for it, for the journey. 
I'm grateful for all of that, but I, I don't, I don't get into the conversation. Yeah. I don't get into the, to the disagreement and the, the discourse around, you know, nine to five versus entrepreneurship. Like I understand both sides and, and whatever side that you pick, what, what I want to happen, whatever side you decide to have, can you just like pick your side and leave us out of it? <laughs> like, that's what, that's what, <laughs> what I want from people. Just, Pick your side yeah. and leave us out of it. Like I'm, I'm not lesser than because I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur, and you're not better than me because you got a nine to five. Like it's money is money. Mm. Like let's just go make our money and like do something fun. And live how you want to live. <laughs> like let's, like let's just stop minding other people's business. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So knowing everything that you know now, you know if you had to go back and start over again. What would be that piece of advice that you would give yourself in the beginning of the bougie budgeter? I had to think about to myself, what voices in personal finance do I already hear? Like, you know, think, think on that to yourself. Like what voices, and this Mm -hmm. will be for any, any kind of business. Like what voices do you already hear in, in that space? So I said, what voices do I want, do I already hear in the personal finance space? And then I also said, then for that, I was like, okay, these are the, like, these voices, like, it's usually kind of negative, it's really, like, rooted in shame, it's really, like, mean Mm -hmm. a lot of times, and then I had to say to myself, like, do I want to be another, do I want to be another one of the mean a-holes? In personal finance. Okay. Like, do Uh, I want to, like, there's already (laughs) enough of them. There are already enough of them. I am not adding anything new. I'm not creating a new narrative or creating a new story by adding to the amount Mm -hmm. of ones that are already there. So let me change the narrative and change the voice that I'm, that I'm giving to people in personal finance. And I'm so happy that Mm -hmm. I, I, I felt that way. Because it's it's already if if there's already enough voices that sound like that in the space, you need to change your voice. Yeah. You need to create a space where it is different from what everybody else is already doing, even though you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I have a I have a couple more questions for you. I want to pick Before, your brain a little can I, bit on can what I you give, Can I give another Please, another book? I want to give another book because you because you said like something about not stealing. Read Still Like an Artist. Still Like an Artist. Um, there is a it's a three it's a three uh, book trilogy. It sounds crazy, but part of it is y- your creativity is so powerful. So I read Still Like yeah. an Artist because I was going through like kind of a slump when it came to like content creation and things like that. And I was like, well, I'm just not feeling inspired. And Still Like an Artist was a was mm-hmm. like listening to the books really gave me perspective of how I can really reimagine and get re-inspired, bring the creativity back into my business. But like what, like how to properly bite off of somebody else's stuff or like steal their, their ideas or their like methods and create it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So still like an artist is a, is another good suggestion. That's my second book, second book suggestion of the day. Appreciate the gem drop. Appreciate the gem drop. That's going. That's going to help a lot of people. But we're not done getting these gems from you. 
Just want okay. you to know that we not done. So I want to know a little bit more of some sauce, some gems around the brand partnership, brand sponsorship <clears throat> piece. Like how does that come about? If anybody wants to get started, what would you say is even the first step to getting started with brand partnerships? The first step is to post good content and like mm. not post content, post good content, like okay. good content. It is not and what is posting that? Good, dive, dive into that for us. Good content is not just like about your quality. Like, you know, you you want good if if you're doing a podcast, it should be good video. I mean audio quality. If you're doing videos, it should be really good video quality. But if anybody mm-hmm. has ever you know, I hope y'all follow me. If you didn't follow me, you should have at at the bougie budgeter. Bougie budgeter B O U J I E. You know, on Instagram Come and on. TikTok, but when you see when you see my videos on TikTok, they're very they're kind of the same. They're just like me mm-hmm. chilling. I'm either either in the bed or on the couch just talking, and mm-hmm. I I get just as many views. I get thousands of views, just as much as someone who has a highly edited. It's very light editing. Because I want it to feel like we're having a very real conversation. But even further gotcha. on that, it goes back to what kind of voice do you want to be in the space? If you just keep talking about the same thing, you know, if, if everyone is talking about one thing and all you doing is like, oh, I agree, I agree. You are not putting anything new into the atmosphere. You're not putting anything new on the Internet that makes people want to think. Mm-hmm. and that's why your content is not good. Like good content makes you think, makes you kind of change the way you are already acting and moving. And if you can't move people to do something Uh new, then you can't be an influencer. It's just, it's really the name of the game. So I think that all those were great gems, great tips. And we can't have your own FYI fly and not ask you our famous final question. So I'm going to say two quotes and I need you to let me know which one is more accurate in your opinion. You ready? All right, bet. So the first one is more money, more problems. Shout out Biggie. And the second one is money can't buy happiness. Which one do you agree with most? More money, more problems. Absolutely. Why is that? Because you don't, you don't know what's on the other side until you get <laughs> to the other side. Now, I'm not saying like I don't want to make more money. But listen, new new mm-hmm. levels, new devils, honey. Oh man. <laughs> so so what are, what are the, what are those problems that are arising from having more money? Because that's all we strive to do is get more money. And then when you talk to people who have more money, they say more money, more problems. So like, what's up? What's up? Bring that down for us. I think okay. The best the best way to think about it is like buying a house. Now I don't have a house, but stick with me here mm-hmm. when you buy a house like <laughs> you save up this money you you, yeah. you put it into this house so that's a new level right there being a homeowner is a special kind of level but then mm-hmm. things just start breaking things just start breaking yeah then you gotta pay for it then you gotta you gotta make more money to give it away to do do something else but also the other uh-huh. the other thing i would think of is just like being a rich auntie I'm the rich auntie. I'm the youngest of six. And 
the more yeah. money I make, the more I have. Not that I feel like I have to, but I, I'm, I'm also doing this to create a space and create opportunities for my nieces and nephews. So that looks like mm. ha- the older they get, the more expensive they get. So I got to make more money. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, there's always going to be a problem, but money will help s- solve that problem. Okay. So more money, more problems. And it's just different. Like you said, new levels, new devils, but we got the, we got the, we got the, the word of Christ to, to solve those, those devils mm-hmm. that may, that may arise. Cause it is a Sunday we own. <laughs> we own. <laughs> Listen, it's it's, it's hey, so, the the stuff that you didn't even think was gonna was gonna happen, it's gonna happen, and it's like, dang, I gotta mm. spend some more money now. Yup, yup, yup. So thank you so much, Michael, for joining the show. If you have any final words, any final takeaways, go ahead and also let them know where to reach you. My final words, I don't know, just like start start having a little more fun. Just start having a little more fun and and things are much better when you, when you have fun and you can always find me where the fun starts and it keep going, honestly, <laughs> over on my socials. And that is a uh, bougie budgeter on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of that is bougie budgeter, B O U J I E. Cause boogie with a G looks like bougie with a G looks like boogie to me. So B O U J I E budgeter b-u-d-g-e-t-e-r i love it i love it have more fun live your life you know definitely understand your perspectives because you can plan your your money you can plan your your passions based off the way that you've aligned your perspectives so Mm -hmm. everybody listening we talked about a lot of great gems here so if you can take you know one or two small things that we talked about here today and implement them today then I promise you over time, you will see those large habits really start to transform. So thank you again. And for our listeners, y'all already know, we need y'all to stay safe, stay invested and stay FYI Fly. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you all for listening to FYI Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.